Welcome to Slaking Thirst, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. So when I was a lot younger, my dad, uh, my dad used to travel a lot for business. I don't know if your dad's travel a lot for business, but my dad traveled a lot for business. He would go to different states for a couple days at a time. Sometimes he would go to different countries for like a week, two weeks at a time. One of the hardest trips that he would always do was every November, right around his birthday and my birthday, his birthday is the 20th of November, mine's the 29th, he would always go to Germany for this two-week-long trip. That was really hard. It was really hard having my dad be gone all those times. And I get really, really sad. Now, you have to remember, too, like this is before... This is before people really had cell phones. I know, it doesn't even make sense. It doesn't even make sense to you. No one had an iPhone. There was no FaceTiming. There was no Zooming. There was nothing. Like, and you really couldn't even call people when they were on the other side of the world. And you could. It just was really expensive, so you wouldn't do it. So when my dad would be gone on these trips, I just wouldn't hear from him or talk to him for a couple weeks at a time. And I was sad. Like, it was really, really hard. I remember there were times when, like, as a little boy, he'd be gone on those trips, and I remember, I remember going into his closet. I remember going into my dad's closet and, like, like smelling my dad's shirts, just because I wanted to just, like, I wanted to smell like my dad. I wanted, I wanted him back, right? I remember one time, he, he had this very specific cologne, right? He would spray his cologne on before he would go to work. So he always, my dad always had a very specific smell, I remember one time he was gone, I grabbed his cologne, I just was like, like just covered myself in my dad's cologne, and my mom was like, why, why do you smell like your dad, right? Like, so I smelled like my, I wanted to smell like my dad. Why? Because I wanted my dad back, right? And when my dad would come back from these trips, my brother and I, we would tackle him at the door, right? Probably like you do when your parents travel, and they come back, you tackle him down at the door. Didn't matter what time of day, like we would just, it was like a dog pile, it was always so great. And he would always have, like, gifts from his trip. He would bring back little magic tricks, little tricks like that. And it was, always, it was just so fun. But here's the, thing about, here's the thing about that. That was the memory that came back this morning when I was praying. Because when you love somebody, do you want them far away from you or close to you? Say it louder. When you love somebody, you want them close. Love wants to be close. Say close. Love wants to be close. Love wants to be close. When I ask myself the question, like Jesus, Jesus, why did you give us yourself in the Holy Eucharist? Why did you give us this Eucharist? Why did you give it to us? There's a, there's a lot of fancy reasons. There's a lot of fancy theological, sophisticated reasons why. But at the end of the day, the answer is he just wants to be close to us. He wants to be close to you, right? In the, in the gospel we just heard, Jesus is talking to his disciples, and he says this to them. He's talking to his disciples, he says this, to, says this to them. He says, amen, amen, I say to you, I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate the manna in the desert, but they died. And he points to himself, he goes, this is the bread that comes down from heaven so that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever, and the bread that I will give 
is my flesh for the life of the world. All right, so that's what Jesus says in the gospel. I want to, uh, I want to unpack this. I want to talk about, Jesus talks about the ancestors. He says, your ancestors ate bread in the desert, the manna in the desert. I want to talk about the ancestors and this whole thing about manna, right? I want to, if we don't understand that, we're not going to understand the gift that Jesus gives us in the Eucharist, right? So we have to go back to the Old Testament, to the book of Exodus, right? The book of Exodus, where the Israelite people, the Jewish people, God's people, they've been enslaved to Pharaoh for 430 years. That's a long time, right? They've been enslaved to Pharaoh for 430 years. God comes and he says, I'm going to rescue you. I'm going to bring you from that place of slavery into a place of freedom. And he sends to them Moses as the deliverer, right? There's 10 plagues, 10 amazing things that God is doing to bring his people out of, out of slavery, right? They get out of Egypt. They cross through the Red Sea, right? Water over here, water over here. They cross through the Red Sea, and they begin to make their way through the desert to the promised land. So they're journeying through the desert to the promised land. The promised land's their destination. That's where they're going, Guess what? In the desert, there's not a lot of food, and they're getting real hungry, right? Their bellies are going, right? Their bellies are grumbling, right? And they start to say, God, why did you take us out of Egypt where we had food? He's like, I'm still going to take care of you. And so then every single day during their journey, God would bring this bread, he would rain down this bread on the camp of the Israelites. So that every morning they woke up, there was this miraculous bread all over the camp. This is how they fed, this is how they ate from their entire time journeying to the promised land. Miraculous bread that came down every single day. God fed them with miraculous bread every single day as they made their way to the promised land, to their destination, right? So Jesus is talking to his disciples. He's saying, look, 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 look. What God did back then was amazing. It was amazing. But it was only supposed to, like, prepare you for the even more incredible miracle that God is going to give you through me. He's saying, like, this miraculous bread, this bread that came down every single day that fed you on your journey, this food for the journey. He's like, I'm telling you, you ain't seen nothing yet. The, the, the gift of the manna, this miraculous bread, was a sign that pointed to the Eucharist. The Eucharist. Like, we're, as we go through our lives where we are right now, it's kind of like we're also in a desert in some ways. Like, this world where we're living right now, Wadsworth, Doylestown, Norton, Seville, wherever you live, like, this world where we're living, guys, this isn't our permanent home this isn't our permanent home. We're on a journey. All of us, we're on a journey. We're making our way to a final destination. What's our final destination? If you know it, shout it out. That's our final destination. That's our home. That's the promised land. And just like God provided for the Israelites, going through the desert, miraculous food every single day, food for their journey, God still is feeding us every single day in a miraculous way, food for the journey. Like every single day, every single hour of every single day in every single country around the world, Jesus makes himself present. 
He hides himself in bread and wine. Right here. Like heaven like comes down on this altar. There's like a collision of heaven, go like this, heaven and earth right here. It happens right here. Jesus makes himself present in bread and wine so that he can just hang out in here, right? This is his favorite place to hang out? No. <laughs> he leaves heaven, comes to earth, hides himself in bread so that he can be given to you so that he can get inside of you, right? Love, we already said at the beginning, love doesn't want to be far away or close. Far away or close? Like, you don't get closer than inside. Inside. And I'm thinking about, raise your hand if you're in second grade. Oh, there you are. I'm thinking about our second graders right now, because this Saturday, what are you going to get to do for the very first time? Your first communion. Your first communion. Like what we're talking about right now, that Jesus loves you so much that he says, I want to be so close to you. He's going to hide himself in a teeny little piece of bread. So small. So small that you could, like, you could, you could look past it. You wouldn't even notice it. He hides himself in this teeny little piece of bread. He puts himself in such a way that you can take him into you. He gets inside of you because he says, I want to be close to you. Right? This is our Jesus, guys. Jesus does not just simply say, all right, I'll be at the promised land and you just kind of work your way through the desert. I'll wait for you to get here. He's like, I'm going to be with you every single step of the way. Like every single part of the journey. I'm going to be with you every single part of the journey. I'm thinking about our eighth graders. Raise your hand if you're in eighth grade. There you are. You're about to leave this school. Some of you are going to Catholic high schools, some of you aren't. Like this part of the journey is ending, and a new part of the journey is beginning. And there's going to be new challenges and new struggles and new mountains and new valleys. But like the constant is going to be Jesus. The constant is Jesus. Like I'm going to be with you every single step of the journey. Every single step of the journey. When you're scared, I'm going to be with you. When you're sad, I'm going to be with you. When you've messed up, I'm going to be with you. When you thought you've blown it and you can't go back, I'm going to be with you. He's with us every single step of the journey. So friends, when you guys receive your first communion this Saturday, it might not taste like anything special. It might not look like anything special. It might not smell like anything special. But I'm telling you, it's the most miraculous thing. He hides himself in small things. Like he did at the very beginning. He hid himself in like a little baby. Very small. Easy to overlook. Love wants to be close. Love wants to be close to you. Love wants to be close to me. That's why we celebrate this Mass. That's why the Mass is the greatest miracle on earth. It's God's love coming so close. Amen.